0: This episode of Ministry Monday is sponsored by the Liturgical Music Institute, taking place July 24th through the 29th at the Seminary of the Immaculate Conception, 40 miles east of New York City. This five-day immersive experience combines prayer, learning, liturgy, and music for a retreat-like experience for all pastoral musicians to experience. For more information about the Liturgical Music Institute, visit npm.org. From NPM, the National Association of Pastoral Musicians, this is episode 201 of Ministry Monday. Ministry Monday is a weekly podcast about music, ministry, and liturgy produced by the National Association of Pastoral Musicians, or NPM. What is NPM? NPM is a national association that fosters the art of musical liturgy. The members of NPM serve the Catholic Church in the United States as musicians, clergy, liturgists, and other leaders of prayer. For more information, go to npm.org forward slash join. Have a question? Email us anytime at ministrymonday at npm.org. Hello, and welcome to Ministry Monday. I am your host, Amanda Bruce. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts each week. And hey, thanks for joining us. NPM is blessed with a rich community of AAPI pastoral musicians that support their parishes and the NPM community at large. Today, I speak to three of those pastoral musicians whom I am very blessed to know. Ariel Mayormita, Jose Gallardo, and Maria Nieva are all pastoral musicians across the United States. They each demonstrate hospitality, kindness, and a deep Catholic faith in their lives. Today's episode highlights that deep faith and profound hospitality found in all of AAPI culture, from 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines to today. How can we best represent them and include them at the table of worship? Our presenters to reflect on this topic today are Ariel, Jose, and Maria, joining us from all over the world, New Jersey, Texas, and the Philippines. Today, I am speaking to Maria, Jose, and Ariel. Hi, everyone. How are you?
1: Great. Hi, Amanda.
0: Great, we're good. Hi, Amanda, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Thank you for chatting (laughs) with us on Ministry Monday. I have to say, I love technology. I know a lot of people probably know this about me, but I love technology because it brings situations like this together. So of course we are all in different places and different time zones, but especially Ariel is joining us actually from the Philippines right now. So good evening, (laughs) (laughs) Ariel, good morning to us. How are you over in the Philippines?
1: Hello, first I want to wish you Mabuhay from the Philippines. So <laughs> thank you Amanda for hosting us this time. Yeah.
2: We're
0: so glad that you're joining us right now. Um, we were joking before we started recording, um, you know, that, that we are your past and you are our future because right now for exactly. you, the, lo- the local time is nine in the evening when we record this and for That's us, right. yeah. It's nine in the morning. So, um, but th- thank you so much for, for joining us today to, to talk about several different topics, especially focusing on the AAPI community. So, as we start, I just want everyone to kind of get a little bit of information on how each of you ministers. So, um, where are you located? Ariel, where are you typically located? And um, what church do you serve in if you, you serve in a church? So, we'll start with Ariel.
1: Hi, hello everyone. So, um, I'm Ariel Meier-Mita. I'm the music director at St. Joachim's Church in Hayward, which is in the San Francisco Bay Area and in uh, the Diocese of Oakland.
0: And thank you for joining us again from the Philippines. Jose, what about you?
3: I'm in uh, San Antonio, Texas, at uh, St. Francis of Assisi Catholic Church there. I'm, I'm a volunteer musician, um, playing mostly playing guitar and trumpet. Um, I also help a, a lot with our our sound system and occasionally lead smaller smaller ensembles, like for retreats or the or our monthly holy hours. So here.
2: Nice, nice. And Priya, what about you? I am from South Jersey. I am a director of Music and Liturgy at Our Lady of Guadalupe in Lindenwald, and I actually work part-time there and serve another church in Camden, uh, which is Sacred Heart Parish.
0: Very nice, plenty of inclusion, of course, of many parishes in our country right now, different corners of the world as well. So thank you so much. I wanna start our conversation by talking about the celebration of 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines. So we're gonna dig into this quite a bit, but with some in mind, um, giving us a little bit of background of how Christianity was established in the Philippines 500 years ago.
2: Um, Jose and I nominate Yale for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the Philippines right now, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> I was actually in a, one of the old churches in, in ago Ola Oñon mm. um, on our way back to, from the mountain province to we stopped by a church in, in La Union, and it's beautiful. It's the uh, Basilica of the Our Lady of Charity in La Union. And um, it uh, depicts, you know, one of the old churches that has been uh, um, uh, built by the Spanish uh, colonizers, the friars and all that. So um, going back to the celebration of the 500th anniversary, um, I think it started with Magellan, you know. Uh, the, the King of Spain assigned Magellan to, to uh, go to the, uh, look for other uh, areas where they can uh, find spices. And they ended up uh, in the Southern Philippines and um, they planted the first cross there. They uh, the baptized the, the natives and uh, ever since, I mean, since then, the christianity has been planted in the philippines um, 500 years ago so um, there's so many things that happened of course the revolution people are not agreeing with the catholic church and things like that but uh, altogether the the catholic church catholicism that's brought by the spaniards has influenced our lives here in the philippines and as, a, as a, a Filipino in the United States, we bring our gifts um, of faith, uh, our gifts of faith to the, not only in the United States, but wherever we go, the Filipinos, uh, wherever we go, we bring our faith and we always uh, willing to share. And that's the reason why um, the, one of the themes of, of the celebration of the 500th uh, anniversary of Christianity in the Philippines is uh, gifted to give, gifted to give, and um, I think (laughs) we can talk more about how we can uh, be a gift to the Association, the National, and to the NPM, of course, and to where we are being assigned in the different churches in the United States.
0: I, I'd like to go to that. Like you said, I think we're going to go to that a little bit later for sure. Um, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'm going to ask you one more question, since especially since you're there right now and you can you can share for those who are listening who may not know what is the experience like of following one's faith tradition in the Philippines? How important is Christianity and Catholicism, especially in the Philippines today?
1: Yeah, well, 98% of Filipinos are Roman Catholics. You know, and um, probably nine, uh, uh, well, a small portion of the 2% is um, Muslim. The rest are, you know, other Christian denominations. And with regards to the question about how influential is Catholicism in the Philippines, it is very influential. Um, it is our life. It's basically it Our the religion is it. You know, Mm -hmm. that's it. Filipinos equals Catholicism. Mm -hmm. You know, and um it is uh it has influenced the way we the way we live our daily lives, you know. Um it's in it has influenced our culture, it has influenced the cook the food that we eat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It has influenced the uh the educational uh, situation, uh, political, and everything else. So um, we just finished our, uh, the 2020s, do presidential and and other uh, local government elections. And uh, the Roman Catholics has played a very important role um, in this election. they have voiced their opinions and and um, influenced, of course, their the way people voted. Um, unfortunately, the uh, the candidate didn't win, but still, you know, we have a voice in the political arena here in the United in the Philippines. And um, as I was saying earlier, with the culture and. Um, it is all centered in Roman Catholicism. It's all centered, you know, with the with the different saints or, or the images of, of Jesus Christ. Um, the first uh, image or statue that was given to uh, the king when when she, or to the queen rather, when she was baptized is the image of the of the baby Jesus, the Santo Nino and uh, the baby Jesus, the Santo Niño de Cebu, is one of the, you know, um, one of the images that is really uh, bringing together or uniting the Filipino people, especially in, during the feast of um, the Santo Niño in the third uh, Sunday of, of January. Mm-hmm. It is uh, just but fitting, you know, that the humility, the openness of the Filipino people, the uh, the hospitality that the Filipino people are are really known for everywhere we go, has some is somehow connected to the the baby Jesus. You know how open we are, how welcoming we are, just like you know Jesus Christ welcoming everybody uh, when when he was. Um, in the in the manger, you know, and people go and, and worship him. So, um, I think that has something to do with with uh, with um, the belief and um, the influence of the baby Jesus of Christianity into the Filipino psyche. Uh,
2: if I may echo on Ariel's uh, on the question that Amanda gave us, um, I work. Uh, among uh, I, I guess 60-70% of Hispanic community in Lindenwald and in Camden and because it's an influence that was given to us because this the Spanish uh, Christians brought us Christianity um, I have a personal personal uh, experience with, with their faith also as well that I experience week after week that uh, the Christianity that the the Spaniards brought us is very very um, very real and and felt you know in, in our society today and all of you said all of what Ariel said about baby Jesus it's it's very it's still happening it's it's it never changed so that is the gratefulness that the Philippines I think has for the influence of the Spaniards, Magellan, Father, I forgot the priest. We had a session in New Orleans and, and we talked about that a lot. And it was very, yeah, the gift came from them. So so it's like I the unity is is very Amanda, what's the word I'm looking for? Um the unity is very re- realised. Mm-hmm among mm-hmm. us in terms of following christ
3: yeah the you know it's like Gary said it was gifted to give there's this gift of faith you know the the filipino people you know as i've been learning i'm actually i was born here in the u.s my parents were immigrants so uh, my childhood i spent some summers in my childhood there um but after my father my dad passed away in uh um, 2009 I, I've made a was able to make a number of trips there as, as an adult and kind of learning about that heritage um, seeing some of the old churches and and coming to the real, realization oh yeah a lot of the masses in the Philippines are in English actually <laughs> you know so that that that's you know something you, you might not realize you um, and my family actually has a connection to that history of the 500 years. My my great uncle was Cardinal Santos, the late Cardinal Santos.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so, you know, I remember in the summers, he, he had passed away when I was still young, but the faith in my family was still so, so strong, you know, get, spending time at the cathedral in Manila and, and uh, <laughs> some of the other historical churches up on, on the island of Luzon, um, just, see, you know, and, and then seeing some of those places now as an adult and realizing that that history is is alive and and carried through and in the, in the faith that the Filipino people have. And those of the Filipinos who have come to the U.S. or other places in the world carry that faith with them. There, many communities have have uh, um, Filipino communities within their diocese and um, it, and bringing some of their, their traditions like the simbangabi which we talked about in New Orleans last year you know that it, it's just it's a it's a beautiful melding of, of the cultures and and uh, having that remembrance of, of uh, how the, Of what's practiced in the philippines but bringing it to you to your local parish culture or diocesan culture
0: that actually is a perfect transition to the second question i wanted to ask you um, you all which is how can we as a universal church church in the united states uh, how can we embrace the aapi influence um, especially in our music and our worship to really make sure that we really respect and celebrate the depth of that faith that you all just described
2: it, it depends on on where we are i believe it depends on our our environment um, believe it or not there's there's probably thirty percent of Filipinos in our church where the where the community that I serve and um, the blessing is probably um if if your diocese has a wide um, number of shall we say the um, ethnic ethnic culture, if 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 the diocese, if you start on it's it it has to start on the leadership, and when a lowly choir director, music director, comes up, and to um propose this idea like how much support do we get? Um, I think it depends on that And then we as a we as a small parish has to be strong and dedicated to make this happen, to make say a worship happen, a cultural festival happen so and our voices can be heard. I think I think it's the universal church universal church, should be aware of what gifts we have in our community. And then we have to come together and and make us, make them feel that we are existing. Did I make sense? Yes. OK, thank you. So. The coffee, yeah. the coffee.
1: <laughs> well, one of the things that, um, you know, in my experience, as a matter of fact, um, I think uh, the day after the day I when I arrived here in the Philippines, I got a call from uh, from someone from Kentucky, you know, um, who I connected with uh, as we prepare for for the for the um, for the API night, you know, in Kentucky, and she was she asked me. Hey, Ariel, you're Filipino, I'm Filipino, but you have more experience with regards to events, something like that. And um, I'm with the Archbishop right now. (laughs) So can you give us like, um, can give us like ideas with regards to Filipino events that we can do, you Mm -hmm. know, to to share our culture and and things like that. So I guess the awareness, the awareness Mm -hmm. of um, the Filipino people um, he, in, in the United States, um, with regards to sharing their their culture, sharing their gifts of faith to the uh, uh, churches in the United States, um, is a, a one way of of um, one way of like evangelizing, and one way of sharing, one way of um, sharing our gifts of faith mm-hmm. to to um to the american churches. Um, it is important for us to I and mean, we feel proud to share um what are our, our gifts of faith. And um as I said earlier, um it is uh the awareness and at the same time the willingness to share um what we have for others um that we Will become an agents of you know unity, agents of of goodwill for others, um, and probably acceptance of uh, multiculturalism um, in in the American churches. I would say so. Um, I, I shared with her some ideas that we have or events that we have uh, done in my diocese. Um, being you know in the diocese of Oakland, we. We really did a good um, preparation and celebration of the 500th anniversary. Um, four years before uh, 2021, we started with a kick off of our celebration, and then we started preparing for a colloquium, where we um, where we assigned college university students to really dig on uh, the question of who are we as Filipinos, you know, the, our identity as Filipino, uh, Filipino Catholics. What are we, what are our needs, who we are, what are, what are the things that we do? How do we celebrate things, you know, um, what are our, our values and all those things. So, um, and then we had a colloquium and we had a celebration. We had celebrations of um, the different, uh um, uh the different saints uh different traditions in you know that we that we normally would celebrate in the Philippines that we are celebrating now in the in the United States so um it is uh and then the pandemic came when we're supposed to be celebrating the Filipino youth um but we weren't able to do that unfortunately but as soon as the church churches opened in the United States That we were able to gather again all the Filipino people in my in the our cathedral in Oakland and celebrated you know the 500th anniversary uh, the way we the way we wanted uh, uh, you know considering all the restrictions of the pandemic Um, it is uh, it's it's really um, uplifting it's really uplifting to uh, and and being proud of 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 being a Filipino and at the same time. Opening up, bringing the Philippi- Opening up our being Filipinos to other other cultural ethnicities, um, you know, our, our our Caucasian brothers and sisters, our our Latino Hispanic communities, and uh, the Vietnamese communities, and our African American um, communities. Everybody, we use our. A celebration of the 500th anniversary to unite other, to unite others and to make them part of that celebration because everybody, um everybody's actually um, celebrating. You know, our, our Filipinos when so Filipinos celebrate, everybody celebrates, especially when there is food and and dancing and and merrymaking. Yeah, it, it's it's really beautiful. Um, yeah. In my
3: my parish is. Uh predominantly white and latino latina you know and but we have a number of people we have a a number of different asian nationalities myself included um attending and um a, a growing group of uh parishioners who actually came from africa i mean uh they're immigrants from from african countries and so it's just there's just what I like like about my parish is where we have this awareness that this is happening and just trying to be welcoming to everybody um and, and you know trying to incorporate music of not necessarily to say oh let's have a a uh, a mass where we um have Filipino composers but all the but just trying to trying to be open to music from Different cultures and bring them in, Um, and in in the in our diocese we have a there's a a Filipino parish here in San Antonio and and also a Vietnamese parish um, here. So I think at the diocesan, archdiocesan diocesan diocesan level here in San Antonio, um, the leadership has been um, trying to find ways to be welcoming and and uh, inclusive of the different cultures, and and I think that's goes back to what they said is that, 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 that the, the leadership needs to kind of support, be supportive of, of that, those efforts.
0: Which I think brings us to our last big question of today, which is looking at the leadership of NPM. Of course, all of us on this call are, are a part of NPM. Um, so I ask you, how can the AAPI community of NPM be of help to us as a membership, us as an association, so that we can again be a more diverse community, really welcoming and truly acknowledging and celebrating all who come to the table.
1: I think I'd like to start with that. Um, you know, um, when I came to the United States in two thousand, I I think I was only one of the three music directors in my diocese who is or has a Filipino. Uh, heritage and um since then you know little by little we started to to grow and um right now we are at least around 10-15 people who are in the leadership you know in in music ministry in my diocese and several others or maybe hundreds of us um who are really uh, uh Filipino heritage um who are very active in music ministry, and um, and all of those hundred people, you know, or more, are are part of the Oakland Diocese NPM chapter. Okay, so um, but we are still working on how they can be members, you know, national members, because we really we changed our our way of membership, but. Um, I think the API community um, is, as I said earlier and mentioned earlier, that we can be agents, you know, um, of um, diversity. Um, Our presence in the American churches or in in our parishes and in our dioceses um, would encourage other uh, ethnic groups to to participate actively, in the organization, the, uh, the NPM organization. Um, it, before, the, before the pandemic, we have this celebration called Chatapwa. It's an Indian word of which means gathering of nations in my diocese and we did that every single year. And we do it in, in different, in different um, um, parishes in the diocese. And um, we encourage everybody to be part of it. And um, Mm. since uh, 2008, 2009, I think it was, um, I've been assigned to do the music uh, ministry for each of the celebrations. And I really made it a point that everybody sings together. You know, um, we learn uh, uh, people, uh, we, we learn Vietnamese songs. You know, everybody learns Vietnamese, everybody learns Tagalog everybody uh, sings a Korean or Tongan, um, um, you know, and I think um, with regards to diversity, that's what we are, a, a church that sings one music of praise, and I think uh, as, a, as an organization or as an association, that that should, we, we should be, we should be diverse, we should invite or encourage everybody to be part of it. But um, one of the things that I learned is it is very hard work. A lot of, you know, sacrifices and, and I, 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 you know, I, I did that. And that's really one of my experiences working with other cultures is being open, you know, just being open for everybody and let them express themselves and let their music be our music let each of our music even from different cultures let that be the npm's music and um that is i think very encouraging when we can bring people together um singing one song one song of praise to god you know um i think that would be very very uh uh, i would say uh fulfilling for us, uh, if we could bring together musicians or singers, instrumentalists from, from different cultures.
2: I have been with NPM for 25 years. I must have missed three of the conventions within the 25 years. And my growth, I, I have been very, very blessed to be with NPM as a great tool for um, my growth as a Catholic, as a director of music, as a director of liturgy, um, all, all the um, the privileges that that our minority section when we started in 2011. actually in Kentucky, that was when Father Ricky and, and our API members gathered and talked about, um okay we have to plan for our section because he's done his term is done and and what do you guys think so all of us were gathered there and 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 we were so excited okay what is in store for us and i have to say um npm has been so good to us npm leaders have been so attentive to our needs and and to be honest, it was it was hard. It was slow. It was, it was um, a tedious process. But we were patient. We, Jose, Ariel, and a lot of our members were have been there for us. So what is it like? Twelve years later, eleven years later, wow. we tried. We thrived. Um, I have to say, Amanda, this is this is so helpful for us with you being with us since we started you, you and our section produced um, all these services and and how the NPM community uh, become aware of our existence as a little section and then we grew and uh, when Berta Berta has been with us and I, and I have to be thankful to her um, for bringing us all uh, together and giving us the opportunity to to give, to show our gifts, to uh, share our gifts. And we have been very, very inspired with that. And you never stopped. Thank you so much for NPM. And also um, teaching us how to be, like Jose said, like all are welcome. And we really are that way with, with everything. Um, Everywhere you see us, like like I, I saw your podcast and and I said, I, I actually emailed you right away. And, and I, I'm very grateful for that when you said their joy is contagious. And it's, it's really true. true. It's true. <laughs> it's really true because NPM is is my, I look forward to this every year. And they know <laughs> I'm, I'm gone for a week at the convention. Okay, where is the convention this year? All of my parish members know where the convention is every year. But like that being said, I, I, what can NPM, how can NPM help us? Your question is you have been doing it. If NPM actually always give us time, give, give time for us to listen and, and really help us cater to the needs of our local and chapters and national communities, um, which they are actually doing now. We we are very, very aware of what the leadership is doing now. Jennifer, Jeremy, Meg, all the boards, Valerie, everybody. Now that um, I, I have the opportunity to lead the diversity forum, it's really a great opportunity for all the cultures to be together. So actually NBM is helping and we pray that it just grows, it just grows, and they become more open. The meetings are good, the Zoom meetings, the regular communication. I really appreciate the regular communicating. So, this is how NPM is helping us right now. So, I pray and hope that it will not stop.
0: I hope so too. Any closing thoughts, Jose?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, and I want to kind of
3: bounce off a little bit, Maria said, you know, NPM has been um, very helpful for us, you know, in paying it, in being able to give us a place to voice ourselves as Asian Pacific Islanders, AAPI. Um, There was a stretch of time as a a member of NPM that I wasn't able to make the conventions, but when I was able to, I slowly got introduced, you know, I slowly met, uh, you know, a few people from the Philippines here and there, and someone introduced Mm -hmm. me to Maria at one point, the, you know and I started having this awareness Oh, there's this whole intersection <laughs> so eventually I kind of I got pulled in and I'm uh you know I I, I think Maria uh, and Ariel in particular as as two of the stronger leaders within our section they they stuck with it they they put the effort to to um to make sure that we were heard and you know and I, and I think that's something that he, our, other, our other cultural communities um, can take, maybe take to heart. Is, and especially, when, like Marie said, she now has this opportunity to lead the diversity forum. And maybe something we can encourage from there is, is that, hey, you know, we, we're, this, this, uh, we're a church of multiple faith, of multiple cultures and in one faith you know, and worshiping the same one God, and, and if, if we, there is to to some extent, if we want our voice to be heard, we need to put the effort to do that, Um, to, to show, you know, how, you know, that not, not necessarily just to showcase us, but to, to show how we, we worship together, and with those with the different cultures, you know, whether and whether we do that locally at our chapter or region levels or or at national um, at the conventions, that's um, it, it's something that the, the membership has to take to heart also.
0: Also, I want to mention, too, I think this is a good time to do it, that there is an opportunity coming up for those going to the convention. Um, Ariel already alluded a little bit to it, um, but there is going to be a concert event on Tuesday night at 730 at the convention. It's called Many Colors, Many Stories, One Voice, One God. Um, do any of you guys want to just give a, a brief little uh, preview of what it, what it will entail?
1: Well, it's going to be a night of, you know, uh, of music, of songs from, you know, uh, from different cultures, um, there will be different artists uh, from different uh, ethnicities who will be presenting, and uh, the local chapter uh, people from the local chapter will be uh, highly represented um, in that uh, uh, celebration. So, uh, I've been working, uh, Maria, myself, and Jose. Um, we already have been in, you know, uh, preparing. With a local chapter there, people, Filipino people who are there and who will be helping us. And I think it's going to be great. So come on, guys, (laughs) join us in (laughs) (laughs) Kentucky. Join us in Louisville this uh, June. I'm very much looking
2: forward
0: to it.
2: Should we say who are coming? Should should we say the artists who are coming? Uh,
1: Maybe, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, Sarah Hart is performing. Tony Alonso, Peter Kolar, and Roger Holland, uh, Santiago Fernandez, and our uh, Asian Pacific Par excellence members, Father (laughs) Ricky Manalo, and Brother (laughs) Rufino. Brother Rufino, our Filipino. Brother Rufino Zaragoza is a Filipino citizen, but he claims he's Vietnamese, But you can tell. (laughs)
0: I am so looking forward to this concert event for the convention.
2: We're so well, grateful to you because because you bring it, you bring us to the people and hopefully the people watch this and and you know even if they're quiet, they know what's going on because the virtual offer that we have, it's actually very very amazing that people can can see and And, you know, what happens. The week after, I think that's the best thing that will ever happen. Because, you know, the people in person can also see what happened. You know what I mean? Like, we're always there. We don't know what's going on. So now we can participate on the virtual. Well, that's another
0: reason that I really like this year, like you just said. Because we are recording your concert. And so if you're even in person and you miss it, you can watch it through September 30th, but then also the following week, we made like a small virtual convention schedule. So it's not, you know, 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. like when you're in person, but um, it's from like 1230 Eastern to like nine o'clock Eastern. And we, yeah, we're replaying this concert. Um, So I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Very much looking forward to also the, the virtual convention and the replay Um, but i also just want to thank you to wrap up i want to thank you three for all of your work not just today thank you so much of course for being on this recording and this conversation but thank you for your constant work to bring your radical hospitality which is so apparent and your faith to us as well so thank you so much for all the work that you're doing and thank you so much for everything
1: thank you amanda Thank you, Amanda. Good
0: luck to you. Good luck to you, especially. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. I'll see you in louisville Yes, Good God bless. <laughs>
2: Bye. Bye, guys.
1: Bye. May
3: God be with you to protect and lead you. Papaya.
0: Thanks so much to Ariel, Jose, and Maria for their time today. Join Ariel, Jose, Maria, and many additional talented musicians at this year's convention in Louisville, Kentucky. They will be performing and leading the concert event. Many colors, many stories, one voice, one God. For more information about the 2022 NPM convention, visit the NPM website. Their concert event will also be recorded and included in the virtual convention taking place July 5th through 7th from the comfort of your own home. The recording of Kapaya Pa'an was produced by OCP and was written by Maria Nieva. Today's theme music was composed and arranged by Aaron Schaus. And today's episode of Ministry Monday was produced by me, Amanda Bruce. That's it for today. With the Spirit's gifts empowering us for the work of ministry, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here next Monday.